Welcome to Transition of Style, the podcast that explores the ways in which personal style and identity meet. Transition of Style is sponsored by QueerCut, a global gender-free marketplace and online community that connects LGBT shoppers with queer-friendly brands and products. Welcome back to Transition of Style. I'm your host, Corinne. What's going on? Today, I have with me Kaylane Crawford, a.k.a. the Pocket Tomboy. Uh, Kaylane Crawford is a PR executive and copywriter by day and blogger and Instagram influencer still by day. (laughs) Their mission is to help folks feel good about themselves through fashion and to have fun while doing it. What's up, Lane? Hey, what's going on, Corinne? How are you doing? I'm doing quite well. Wonderful news. Wonderful. I'm excited to talk to you. I've got lots of questions. Uh, So you are in PR. You're a PR executive. I am. Unfortunately, I don't do PR for fashion yet. I work (laughs) with uh, hotels and resorts, kind of like not fashion related at all. Okay. But uh, it's fun. Yeah, Yeah. I mean... With PR, and I'm going to ask you a little more about what you do in PR, but with PR, with something like PR, couldn't it, couldn't the fact that you do PR in general translate to many industries? Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, um, before this, this gig that I have here, uh, I've worked in um, advertising for many years, worked in the entertainment industry as a celebrity client representative. Um, it sounds fancier than what it actually mm-hmm. was. I used to uh, represent D-list celebrities at uh, Comic-Cons. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, so tell me as a PR executive, what you, d- what you do on a day-to-day basis and how, what got you into PR? I mean, it sounds uh, like you were in advertising before, but what got you into PR? Yeah, um, honestly, like I sort of fell into the PR. Um, a few years ago, I was writing as a like as a freelancer for several entertainment magazines, mm-hmm. and the massive budget cuts to a lot of online media, as you probably know. So I was looking for for a gig, and this kind of just fell into my lap, and that's how I uh, got involved in it. That's <laughs> like, so weird. Day, yeah, day to day, it's um, pretty much I, I work with hotels and resorts and do press releases and promote them, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy this kind of work? I mean, what, how do you feel about it? What, yeah, what do you I, do, about it? I do enjoy this kind of work, but to be honest, Corinne, my real passion lies in fashion and what I do. I say by day, cause I am doing it by day, but my other gig as a fashion consultant for the uh, LGBTQ community is, mm-hmm. uh, specifically. So that's like where my real passions lie. My passion lies in helping others find their style, similar to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Grace, I, I want to know, um, how are you doing that though? So you have the day job and you're also doing this, uh, this work where you're trying to help people find their style. How are you doing that? How does that manifest itself? So a few years ago, I, I had some friends saying, hey, I love your style. I mean, going back to, to, to high school, I, I almost won the best dressed person in my high school, but I missed out by one vote. Uh, my style has completely changed since then, and we'll probably talk about that later on. Yeah. Yeah. So a few of my friends were like, hey, I love your style. You know, we love your style. You should do, you know, an Instagram thing. And a few years ago, wasn't really, I was never really 
into taking selfies or anything like that. But I was like, you know what? It was like a New Year's resolution of sorts. And I said, fuck it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to start doing an Instagram Mm -hmm. and start like showing my outfits. I, you know, started to enjoy it. And I really like focused on, you know, discovering my identity and probably know social media can be kind of addicting once like you start having people follow you and all that. So yeah, after that, I just had a blog component with the the pocket tomboy thing. And yeah, sort of, it just like worked from there. And then in uh, 2017, I was on the the uh, Dapper Q's uh, 100 Most Dapper list. Oh, and, awesome. uh, yeah, so like that, like kind of like, wow, maybe like, you know, I don't want to just do this for like a fun thing, you know? Right. You decided to take it a little further. Yeah, exactly. Well, tell me about, um, tell me about this moniker. The Pocket Tomboy, which I absolutely adore. <laughs> Tell me how you came up with that. Well, okay, so there used to be this a show on Logo years ago called The Big Gay Sketch Show. Oh, Actually, I remember that. I yeah, remember that. yeah. If any folks listening of a queers of a certain age group, <laughs> uh, I'm probably dating myself maybe. But um, it was a show where um, Kate McKinnon actually got her first right. start on. I was, yeah. I, was just about to, I was about to say, it gave us Kate McKinnon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there was like this one off sketch of it was like my oh. pocket lesbian, oh, and yeah. it was like a little like a like a, a lesbian you can put in your pocket. It's really like <laughs> now thinking back, it's like this. It was awful, you know. So I'm what I've dubbed pocket size. I'm I'm only five feet. I'm you know pretty short. Yeah. So I was like you know pocket tomboy. Like I'm a little mass person that you can put in your pocket. You know? <laughs> so that's how that's how. Oh, uh, that's how that came about. <laughs> that's a really great name. <laughs> I really love it. So, so that means to me, so you're, so if you're five foot, I want to know um, what some of the challenges you are finding the clothing that you, you like to wear. Uh, what are some of the challenges you have with that? And also tell me what, tell me about some of the clothing you wear. What, what do you like to wear? Like, what do you like to show off on, on your Instagram account and Honestly, I, you know, being smaller of stature, it's really hard um, to find clothes for that are, you know, for like masculine of center individuals. I do shop like it's almost like it's you you have to experiment with it. You have to find out which brands like actually fit your frame. You know, my Mm -hmm. my closet is. 99.9% men's clothing and boys clothing. I think that that 0.1% is probably this, the shit that I haven't gotten rid of yet because I'm lazy of cleaning things (laughs) out of my closet. But um, it's honestly just trying to find like what brands fit you and picking and choosing that. Um, Like I were, I, I'm a big fan of uh, original penguin. Uh, They're Mm -hmm. a men's only line and boys only line and they, their cuts tend to be smaller. So they, they're like the sleeves actually like fit. Yeah. They fit like off the rack for me as with pants, pants, I have to get them tailored most of the time, especially um, I like wearing uh, salvage denim, raw denim. Mm-hmm. And they're usually cut for, you know, they usually have like a 34 inch inseam and that's mm-hmm. way too long for my yeah. legs. Um, so like that, those have to be um, tailored. Mm-hmm. Um, but like other brands too, like there's, there's a lot of brands that you have to like for smaller folks and definitely like shopping in the, in the, in the boys section. I, I still do that even though mm-hmm. I'm uh, in my thirties, <laughs> if it fits, like I, Hey, if it fits, it fits. And if it looks good, it looks good, you know? So I don't really care. 
Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't care because if it fits, it you're right. If it fits, it fits. I mean, I can't imagine you've ever had someone come up to you being being like, uh, "What are those boy pants? Are you wearing?" No, like, <laughs> no. no one said that to you, right? <laughs> no, but people mistake me for a little boy sometimes. That's what, <laughs> that's like the difficult part. Like that's wow. what, like I I still get um, I still get carded for beer. Oh, um, wow. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some people would say that's not a problem, you know? Yeah, no, I'm, you know, I'm getting to that point where it's like, it doesn't bother me as much anymore. <laughs> right, right. It just is what it is. You, what, what can you do about it? Exactly. I mean, yeah. but like, as for like the biggest problem, I, like clothes, honestly, finding the clothes that fit, like that's not really the biggest problem. The problem for me is it's shoes all the time. Cause I'm oh, yeah. a huge sneaker head yes. and you know, it's a male cis male dominated fandom pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And then like most of the sneaker releases, not, not so much anymore, but most of the sneaker releases are, you know, they start in like men's size, like, you know, eight and up. And that's like way too big for my feet, you know? Of course. Yeah. 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 So yeah. And like, you know, I love collecting Jordans, but like there's difference between a men's Jordan three and, uh, and, uh, getting the grade school size, which I'm in the grade school size. Oh, there's, yeah. like, there's visual differences there. So that's yeah. the struggle is just the, is the shoes. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, you know, economically it's, it's better because I have smaller feet, um, but when you want like that authentic stuff and if you want, you know, a certain shoe, that's when it's, it's difficult. Right. And so you always have to resort to the grade size. There, there aren't a lot of, uh, I'm guessing shoe lines and sneaker lines that just scale from small to, to medium to large. You, you know what I mean? Like just smaller sizes. I mean, I, I can't really understand why they do that. It really doesn't make sense to me because I don't really see that, um, there's a huge delineation between, you know, what women wear as sneakers and what men wear as sneakers, you know, it's just exactly you're, you're, you're right. Like, so I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm a huge sneaker head and I was just at a, a Nike store the other day and, you know, I'm like looking at shoes and stuff. And like this woman's like, Oh, you know, um, that they really don't have much in the women's section. I'm like, you know, try it. What size are you? And she's like, Oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a, a woman's nine. I'm like, well, that's like a men's like seven and a half. Right. Eight. Like you, you have a world person. of shoes and, and sneakers available exactly. to you. Exactly. And there's, and there's people like, they just, their, their scope is just so narrow. It was like, this is how I identify as, you know, I identify as this and this is where I have to shop in, you know? So it's like, yeah, it's almost sense. like, whoa, like this, like light went off in this woman's, <laughs> the woman's, woman's head. Like, wow, I can like, it, I can explore this section. I was like, yeah, I mean, it's just shoes, you know, man. I, you know, I say this, I've said this before on the, on the podcast. I'm, I'm like a men's six and a half. And if I just had that half size, my life would be so different because <laughs> it's just yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Because like you know, I usually wear like a, a, a like a grade school six, yeah. and yeah. yeah, if I just a little bigger, yeah, yeah, you you just have an op- <laughs> so many options, and it's so sad. I just don't understand why the industry is like that. But you know, it, I'm, I'm sure at the end of the day, it has something to do with money. It has something to do with the way people spend. I don't know what it is because to me, I don't really understand technically why it that problem exists. It just doesn't make sense to me at all. You know, exactly. I, I don't get it. Um, so that I'm sure that's challenging for you, especially as someone who's a huge sneakerhead, because you're right. It is. It does. That fandom does skew very cis head. And um, oh, for sure. It like, I mean, I've 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 been collecting sneakers since um, 1996. 
I was like, that's when I really got into it. When I was eight and a half years old, I saw a pair of, I didn't even know what they were called at the time, but they're the Scotty Pippen, uh, Nike, uh, air, uh, more up tempos with the, the, with the black, but they just say air on the side. Yeah. I was obsessed with those shoes. And my, my grandmother, rest her soul, bought those shoes for me. And like, she basically started that, my, my addiction to sneakers and, just like loving the design, like just like the design elements of them. And also um, just like the history behind them. Cause there's a lot of history behind different shoes when we are talking about, like, especially Nike shoes and especially like Jordans. Yeah. Um, so like, I just like, it's more than just like wearing a shoe. It's that history behind it. Like, so like I wore a pair of Jordan 11s uh, yesterday uh-huh. and it's like, yeah, this is, you know, this, this shoe was like, you know, it's 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 such an important shoe for just for for basketball for Jordan's career and like people are just saying oh they're just shoes you know <laughs> and you're breaking down the the history yeah exactly it's like it's like more than just you know more than just that oh, interesting that's really cool I love that you have that <coughs> excuse me I love that you have that that love of sneakers do you have are there other people that you feel that follow you on your blog or, or in your on your Instagram that you've sort of I don't know joined with or, or spoken to or made contact with that are also sneakerheads? No, that's the thing. It's, it's funny because my, I hate saying like fan base, but my followers, they're really far removed from that culture completely. Oh. I mean, I have a few, I have a few friends that are really, you know, that are into it, but not to the point where it's like, they know a lot about it. Okay. I see. Okay. So yeah, are you, yeah. you're on your own with it. That sounds yeah, I'm on my own with it. <laughs> Sounds like a lonely place. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so listen, um, with your with your um Instagram and your um blog, what are you? Tell me what you're trying to accomplish with that, because you do mention that you're really trying to help people find their style and have fun while doing it. What is the blog and the Instagram the only ways you're doing that, or are there other things you're doing to fulfill that? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, right now, that's, yeah, it's through my Instagram and my blog. Um, eventually, I would like to uh, start creating, I would like to develop basically my own brand turn uh, pocket, I mean, it is a brand now, but um, take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. And do, you know, branding and basically complete, like style, um, like helping folks with their style, basically a consultancy. Yeah. I, I, I do that now. Um, folks like send me messages and, um, and, and I do that all pro bono. I, I, but I would love to make a, turn it into a business. It's, it's kind of, it's, I, I struggle with that a lot though, because it's like, I, I, I want to focus with the focus with our community, with the LGBTQ community right. and to like monetize that. I feel like I shouldn't do that in a way, you know? Yeah, I, I understand the feeling of that. Uh, but I think that there is something to be said also sometimes that you are providing a service. And if you right. are living off of it, then you'd want to be able to, uh, you know, not have to worry about how you're going to pay your bills and how you're going to take care of yourself. Right. And you can also make it a reasonably priced yeah. sort of service. I've, I've been, yeah, I've, I've been like f- fooling around, you know, thinking about it in my head and like doing like like a sliding scale kind yeah. of thing, you yeah. know. And like the, the majority of folks who contact me are younger. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be like, Hey, 
you know? Right, right. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> you, you're right. Maybe sliding scale is the way to go. And, or maybe it is that you, you do it pro bono for now. And then at some point you sort of switch on a sort of fee-based sort of service for, for everyone. But it sounds like, it sounds like something that there are a lot of members of our community that want this sort of service. And it is, you know, it is something really great you're doing for the community. And it would be wonderful if you could find a way to do it and, and make it what you do all the time, because it sounds like it's, it's a true passion of yours. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I, I tend to be almost a realist in ways, too, because there's a lot of positivity on, on Instagram, even though it's, it's, it's social media can be a dumpster fire. We, we know we all know this. I mean, I've, I've seen mostly like, you know, positivity, but like people also need constructive criticism as well, especially when in, re, in regards to fashion there, there are do's and don'ts. I know, I know a lot of folks are like, you know, dress how you want to dress, be, you know, there are different ways that you can, Clean it up, clean it up, and I guess make it more polished. And and when when I started, like I think you know, I've I've always been into fashion. When I was two years old, my mom says that they took me to to see Santa Claus, and they sat me down on Santa Claus's lap, and Santa Claus asked what I wanted, and I said I wanted an outfit. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I was like always into like clothes and fashion. Wore wore boys' clothes for the majority of my life um but yeah so like I've always been into that but like I'm looking like looking back at pictures like I'll even look back at pictures from you know three years ago two years ago when you know I started this quote-unquote journey and I'm like fuck I wore that I would not wear that now you know and and it was just it was just very recent you know so it's like yeah Wow, I thought it looked so good. You're gonna you have know? to leave that in the past. You gotta leave it in the past. We all have. Yeah, we all have. But I think we all need to like just have that like exploring <laughs> phase. I, I see that a lot with, um, especially with 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 masculine of center individuals. Mm-hmm. I see that a lot with masculine of center yes. individuals, where it's like you're 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 exploring your gender you're exploring your identity so it's like you want to wear all the mass stuff at once and i was like that too you know you're you know you want to you want to flip on the snapback you're gonna have a tie everything everything all at once everything all at once and it's like bro child (laughs) baby you 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 gotta tone it down a bit and you gotta put you know, you got to dial it back. Um, and, and that's how I was too. Like, I mean, not maybe to that extent, but oh, I was, in, I just a few years ago, I had like a, uh, a, a Y and O, or this is going to sound awful. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a men's rights activist, not at all, but I had like a fedora phase. Cause like I was going through this, like, uh, like I thought I was uh, Bruno Mars. Cause like, you know, like, like the short thing. Uh, so like I was going through like a fedora phase and like with a bow tie and it's like shit like that's not now I'm looking back I'm like no 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 honey child no I'm like no that's not good um and so like it's like yeah I dial it back yeah. a bit and like realize that you know sometimes you know you shouldn't wear a tie all the time well, you know it's like these masks like this queer signifier right well you know? you know listen i mean i i went that phase too and i think you're right for a lot of people who are masculine center, center we definitely will find ourselves wanting to put it all on at one time yep. like everything that that communicates to people that we found this identity and that we that we want 
you know, everyone to see that we're doing it and that we're feeling great about it. And it makes us feel great. Yeah. It's, it is a very common thing for you to want to do it all at one time. And, and the truth is, is that, I don't know, for most people, it, they settle into it and they come, they become a little more uh, relaxed in it and, and not so sort of militant in it. Um, and it just, it, it just relaxes a little bit. And you start to realize that, you know, you don't really have to wear, you know, a tie every day. You don't have to wear the tie and the pocket square and the, and the tie clip and the lapel pin <laughs> and a fedora. Yeah. <laughs> like all of the things yeah, at once. Yeah. It's interesting. And it's yeah, like, like all the, to all of the stuff. And it's like, but I think a lot of it has to do with, I feel like uh repression because yeah. if, you know, for a while, you know, for so long, a lot of us, yeah. we, you know, couldn't either couldn't wear that or chose not to wear it because of society. That was myself in, in high school and in, in my early twenties. Right. Um, so it's like, we want to do this and we just go like full throttle yeah. into it, you know, and yeah. it's very common. It's a very common thing. And I would, you know, I would say to anyone out there, if you're in that phase, just do it, just do it. Have the face. It's okay to have the face. I understand, you know, exactly. that we have the do's and the, da- the don'ts. I think that at some point though, you just need to do it. You need to, you need to go into that phase and you need to spend some time there and, and celebrate, you know, this identity that you found and that you're, that you're so happy about. Just do it. It's totally fine. And the truth of the matter is exactly. some people don't come out of it. <laughs> and if you're not coming out that's of it, true. that's fine too. I like, I'm, I'm a live and let live kind of person. Like I'm okay. If you want to do that, I can't do it. But if you want to do it, you go for it and do it. I have found like over time that my style has become so much more relaxed I used to think that I needed, I, I wanted to be dressing up all the time. I wanted to be dressing up and wearing suits all the time. And I love suits and I love dressing up, but I have to tell you, I love right now more than anything is being casual and still being able to be very much in my identity in a very casual way. And I never feel exactly. as if I'm sort of mis I'm being misidentified in any way. It, my exactly. identity is 100% strong and everything I wear. And it really doesn't these days have too much to do with, with ties and tie clips and things of that sort. Not because I don't love those things because I just relaxed. And when, when I want to, and when I'm up for it, yeah, I'll put it on a bow tie, but it's, it's, it's not yeah, often. We're on the same level. We're on the same level yeah. here, Corinne, because that's how like the, uh, the other yesterday, like I wore a tie and like, I, it's been a while yeah. since I wore like yeah. a bow tie. Right? Like I used to wear them all the time, even at work. Like I work, I'm like, I'm relaxed as hell right. now, you know, I'm like, you know, jeans you know i love fred perry polos yeah. like a polo like, like i'm still me and i'm still you know in my element i don't have to be you know all dressed up just to to say to the world you know i'm here as a you know a trans mask uh, yeah. individual yeah you know i don't have to i'm just, I'm just who yeah, i, I guess am at some point know? it really it doesn't have to be so communicated with the clothes you start to realize that it can filter into it other ways that you communicate and other ways you signal, you know, your identity, your identity. And it doesn't always have to come through the clothes. And I think you're right. At first, it's just like, I have to let my clothes speak for me. Like I have to let everyone know through what I'm wearing. And we've all gone through that. uh, uh, We've all gone through the, you know, I I call it the, uh, the rainbow everything (laughs) phase. You know, I can't, there was a part of my life where I, where, yes, I was that person. And then there was another part a few years later where I made fun of that person, which now it's yeah. not, it's not right. And now I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, you know, you go kid, <laughs> you know, like, 
know, it's good to have that that buying everything at Target that is not going to LGBT charities at all, but 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 it's cheap and just like dripping yourself in it and going to a pride yeah, yeah. parade, you know, like everybody in the LGBTQ community needs to yeah. go through that phase, and I think we've all yeah, gone and it's, that it's, again, there's nothing wrong with it, and if you're in it, then good for you. It's like you're you're working through something, and it. it you know, where, where it ends, is not really important. It's just a matter of like, be there, celebrate your identity, have a great time with it. There's, you know, I celebrate you. If you're, if you're going through that right now, it's wonderful. I think it's great. Uh, so, you know, I want to ask you, um, you talked about the fact that you were always into clothing. So you were always into dressing you were always into clothing. You, You were on Santa's lap asking for an outfit. (laughs) I mean, that's incredible (laughs) to me, but I want to ask, there had to be a point were you always dressing this way? I mean, it sounds like there was some time when you weren't dressing as quite as masculine um, and your identity was possibly a little different. And I oh, yeah. want you to kind of briefly walk me through that. Like when you start to come out. This is turning into therapy. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> we love talking about this stuff. I'm a big advocate for therapy. Okay, this is great. So, I mean, I've known I was trans mass. I, I mean, I didn't know the, the words or for it then and it took me years, decade, decades really um, to figure that out. But I've, I've known I was this person since I was that two-year-old mm-hmm. on Santa's lap. Um, I've always been into to like masculine clothes and um my my parents who are who are older um they never said i couldn't do that and like i i really Wonderful. applaud them and i and and they continue to be biggest allies of myself i um i just had top surgery yeah um, congratulations on again on that that's wonderful thank you and uh, my mom, even though even though she fucks up with the pronouns sometimes, you know, um, I let it slide. She's like my biggest advocate and helped me through um, through my surgery. Um, they, they, my folks have always been super supportive in regards to that and like exploring my identity. And you know, when I was younger, it was always like jerseys. Bit like I grew up in, you know, I was born in the late eighties, grew up in the nineties. I was a big Jersey kid, wore starter jackets, always into mm-hmm. sports. Like that's, that was like my thing, like wearing snapbacks. I'm so glad I didn't throw out some of my snapbacks because I still have some original snapbacks uh, from Fantastic. the 90s. So yeah, so like that was like my whole style um, up until junior high school when it's like you're, I was, you know, 12 13 and it's like that awkward mm-hmm. stage of your life where it's like well you know i guess i have to be mm-hmm. more feminine mm-hmm. um and then that's i went complete opposite and almost into hyper femininity wow. in high school i was wearing j crew skirts and and like saw like like knee like not knee socks but yeah. what do you have, like tights and pearls i was straight up uh, you know, New England waspy <laughs> girl, uh, Italian Jew. <laughs> I, yeah, I completely like my style was completely different. Um, however, that carried on a little bit in college, even though that I, I 
came out as lesbian in, in college, never really identified as a lesbian, never even really came out as lesbian. So let me, re- let me like retract that came out mm-hmm. as gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, was still dressing kind of feminine. And then I sort of had this like epiphany when I was in like my mid twenties, like 26 years old. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to dress how I did when I was six. Not exactly like I, how I was when I was six, but I'm going to reclaim that masculinity again. And, and that's when I really found myself and like found like my identity, found like the words to describe who I am and really come to terms with that. So it's been like a long journey. The only, the only thing that I have to say that has been a constant since, um, since high school is I've always fallen under like that kind of preppy style and that is carried with that is carried with me through now even though i okay well i mean i'm curious what brought about the epiphany though (laughs) um i mean i think it was just just being extreme be real with you extreme Mm -hmm. depression um when when i left grad school i I moved to florida kind of abruptly um my dad suffered a stroke so i left philadelphia i was living in philly for six years love philly um came down here in in florida just not wasn't in a right Mm -hmm. mindset i really honestly wanted to discover myself i took a few a few years of um Uh of being celibate um I know that's not recommended to a lot of people. Um, and I really wanted to really ca- like capture mm-hmm. my identity. I understand. And, and really like explore that. And it was just kind of, it wasn't, it was like sort of like an overnight thing. It wasn't really like an overnight thing maybe like a few months kind of thing, but it was like easing into that, you know, it was like, well, maybe I'll buy more men's shirts or maybe I'll, maybe I'll try mm-hmm. men's pants and, you know, oh, maybe I'll try boxer briefs. Maybe. I'll, and it's like, like, and then, and every step of the way, I'm like, wow, I love this. Wow. I love this. Wow. I love this. And I'm, I'm feeling more and more right, like my true right, self. Right. Okay. Yeah. Those little yeah. pieces. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. You know, it, it is interesting how, uh, Sometimes very, um, I don't know, very intense periods in our lives can bring us to a level of understanding that something's not quite right and that something has to be sort of, re, um, I don't know, readjusted somehow to kind of, to kind of like yeah. put us on the right track to feeling like ourselves. And, you know, it's interesting how sometimes yeah. that will come from a period that, um, that, that is a, a period of strife, a period of you know, like you said, depression, something, you know, something's not quite right. And you have to start searching, start searching for what will make it right. So it sounds like you tried some things and found, um, you kind of like hit on a chord, you you struck a chord of something that felt more like you. Yes, exactly. And the astrology folks would say that's like a return of Saturn. Yes. Yes. That's the, that's the thing, the return of Saturn. So, uh, you know, when you're in your late twenties, it's kind of like that rebirth and you're trying to figure out things. And it's like, now I'm at like a place where it's like, this is who I am. I'm so comfortable who I am, especially, especially with, with, um, with getting top surgery. It's like, think back, like, you know, six Mm -hmm. years ago, it's like, like, this was like in the back of my mind, but it's like something that I didn't even know that like I could yeah. do, you know? Yeah. And it became a reality. Obviously you've been thinking about it for quite some time exactly. and you really sat with it exactly. for a while to, to make sure it's what you wanted for you. And that's what you wanted for your body. 
um, and for your identity. And so yes. it sounds like it worked out. And I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that. Good, uh, good for you. It was wonderful. Yeah. Thank like, you. Congratulations on that. It's, uh, I know that was quite a journey for you. So I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you made it through <laughs> that. Uh, so um, so this is the point when I want to ask you the question that I ask all my guests about authenticity. I'd love for you to complete the sentence. I feel most authentic when. I feel most authentic when I'm wearing a pair of salvage jeans that I haven't washed in <laughs> never because I don't wash my jeans. Yes, yeah, I'm one of those. I know, I know that's a thing, right? That's all the, the denim enthusiasts say, no, don't wash your jeans. <laughs> It's a thing. Yeah. Even Tommy Hilfiger says, don't wash your jeans, Ralph Lauren, all these people that don't work like literally, you know, do hard work labor for a living. They're like, yeah, don't wash your jeans. Um, yeah. I'm most authentic where I'm wearing a pair of selvage jeans, a uh, pair of chucks that are beat up. And usually some of my, uh, my sneakers are not beat up cause I have a lot of pairs of sneakers. Um, and just a chambray shirt, roll up the sleeves, show a little forearm. That's when I feel more authentic. I really love it. Uh, You know, not too many of our guests. No, I guess we have had one or two people who who talk about an outfit that they wear that makes them feel authentic. I kind of love that because it must be amazing to put that on and then walk through the world and just feel like, I just feel so me right now. I just feel so at, at, at peace and so myself. There's nothing like feeling like, like yourself, like you're, there's nothing to change. There's nothing to adjust that you're just in your skin and it just, it feels right. Exactly. And, and, and it, you know, your, your, you know, authentic outfit could be, you know, a tank and shorts. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be a suit, you know, you know, tailored suit doesn't have to be that it can be whatever it could be your, your, your pajajays. I, I, you know, if that's how you feel, you know, your most authentic self and so be it. Yeah. And you know, I do make sure people understand when I ask that question that it might be an outfit or it might be an activity or it might be, um, you know, people you spend time with. It doesn't, it really doesn't matter. You know, it's just, I think the reason why I ask that question a lot of times is I want people to engage in whatever it is that makes them feel authentic and, and do that as often as they can. Because I think when we're at our most authentic, we're at a place where we're, we can walk through life in a very natural and a very giving and loving way. Uh, and, yeah. and I feel like I want people to connect with that feeling of authenticity. So this is why I asked the question, because, I mean, there are some people out there who can't answer that question, right? So yeah. maybe the more times they'll hear various answers, it'll help them start thinking about what makes them feel like themselves. I, I could I could elaborate on that a little more. I well, feel like really the most authentic when I'm wearing that kind of out when I'm wearing that outfit, but when I'm also um, at A Camp. I don't know if you know of uh, Auto Straddle's A Camp. No, what is that? I it is a an adult summer camp for queer individuals, um, no cis men allowed. And I've, I've been attending this camp for, this will be my, my fourth year going. Wow. And yeah. And, and honestly, that place is like where I can be me, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. that's where I'm like, really like in my element, my authentic self where I'm, you know, I'm out of the office. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not getting, misgendered i'm not right. you know right. Right. getting right. Right. getting mammed or anything mm-hmm. that that causes those like causes those triggers and causes yeah. like causes that anxiety i can just be 
who I am and be free. That's that's fantastic. It's not, it sounds like a magical place. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a magical it land. A that's wonderful. Place. It is an excellent place. But then it's like that come down period is really hard and really fucking difficult because you're at yeah. this, like in this like queer utopia bubble for like five days, and then <laughs> and then you're like you know you you go through airport security and it's like literally like a you know so it's like fuck like we're here in this bubble and now it's like yeah (laughs) yeah back to reality back to the world huh yeah yeah sorry (laughs) it sounds terrible uh so listen thank you so much for being on today i really appreciate it hearing you talk about your style hearing you talk about like how how that came about and you know your the change in uh the way you dress and, you know, it's the, the period of time that sort of brought you to that realization, which is pretty, uh, pretty awesome. Uh, so I'd like for you, if you can, please to tell our listeners where they can find you online. Uh, you can definitely uh, hit me up on Instagram uh, at the pocket tomboy. Um, and then you can link to my blog too. It's uh, the pocket tomboy dot wordpress dot com. I think that's what it is. I have to think of <laughs> my head. But yeah, just uh, follow me on Instagram and also on Facebook. I have a, a Facebook page for the pocket tomboy as well. But oh, I'm, wonderful! I, yeah, I'm, I'm mostly active uh, on the gram. Oh, great! Okay, so you guys get 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 uh, get them on the gram because that's where it's happening, and that's <laughs> where you'll be seeing more fantastic style coming out of. And so, listen, I want to say, hey, Lane, awesome talking to you today. Wonderful uh, to hear about your journey and what's been going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I want the listeners to definitely reach out and uh, follow you on Instagram and what you're doing. And for our listeners, I want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast today. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and comment. And of course, always open to hearing from you through DM, through comments. Let us know what you think. Uh, in the meantime, please come back and listen to us in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening today. Thank you.